Hi, and welcome to Rich in Relationship, the podcast that's focused on family relationships. And today I'm interviewing actually someone who's become a dear friend and is a fellow Toastmaster, Natasha, I want to call her Natalia, Natasha Basilovich. It's always good when you muck up your friend's names, right? Natasha is not only an outstanding human being, but she's a public speaking coach. She teaches presentation skills and has been doing that for 14 years with people from countries all over the world. How are you, Natasha? Yes, I'm awesome. Thank you, Rich. Yeah, Natalia is my full name, just in my passport. My friends oh, call me Natasha. Oh, oh, I bubbled into that. <laughs> yes, Natalia, it is my full name. But Natasha is for, for everybody else, for friends, for short. But you know, recently I, I started to have people call me Nat. And I don't know if you know That's why. A little masculine. Is it? Well, you know what? It's because I love Avengers. I mean, I love Marvel. I love uh, all the superhero stuff. And Nat, the, the Black Widow yeah. there, Romanov. So <laughs> when I remember just, you know, Captain America calling her Nat. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So you identify with the Black Widow. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so uh, Natasha, Nat. Yep. <laughs> the question I ask everyone on the front end is how did your heart lead you into this work of being a public speaking coach of teaching presentation skills? Well, you know, that happened a long time ago. And I remember the moment when it all started, I would say, because I was asked to speak on behalf of other students at my graduation and in, in high school and mm -hmm. the teachers were there, the parents and the students. And of course it was scary, but then I went up there to this stage and I was looking at all of those people and the moment that I experienced and it was just like, I could feel it in my body that I look into their eyes, I say things and it sparks some, some kind of emotion in there, like joy and they're, they're smiling and I could feel the power. So I honestly will tell you, it was just this, this emotion, this feeling of the power of impacting people, their emotions. You could make them happy. You could make them laugh. You could make them inspired. And that's when I thought, I need to do something about this. I wanted to, and all my life after that was teaching. Then it got, I got into training, then I got into speaking. And now for the last 14 years, I've been teaching presentation skills. So coaching other people in public speaking. And it's been such a passion for me. I love it, love it so much. And when I can pass this love to other people, for me, it's like a drug. When you should see me get get so excited when I train, when I coach. I do see you class. get so excited. You're so excited <laughs> right now. Yes. Are you even more excited? I can get more excited. Uh, it's because I talk about public speaking. See, whenever I talk about this, like my clients yesterday had a corporate training and, and a few clients, they said, whenever you talk about your work, your eyes just lighten up. And I go, yeah, of course. Super cool. <laughs> so, Super yes. cool. Well, you know, it's funny. So for the listeners, you know, uh, when Nat, Natasha, Natalia, and I first talked about, I, I was like, I got to have Natasha on the show. And I'm trying, you know, I'm trying to think, how do we, how do we relate public speaking to families? And I've really, you know, we've been talking about it and digesting it. And the most, one of the most recent shows we did was all about infidelity and how infidelity occurs in 80% of 80, 80, 80% of all marriages. I mean, it's really an astonishing figure when you look at it. 
And it happens in happy marriages. It's not like you don't have to be unhappy. And infidelity doesn't necessarily happen because people aren't having intimate relations with each other. So sometimes it happens. So the, the bottom line is that what's under all that is there's usually there's a breakdown in communication of some kind within the relationship. And so I started thinking about 80% of marriages have infidelity, 76% of all people are afraid of public speaking. Like, why is that so close? And I think there's a connection between this inability to communicate in our really intimate relationships and the inability or the fear of communicating in public. There's some kind of relationship there. So N Natasha, I'm wondering what you think about that. That's a very interesting observation. I haven't really thought about this. And numbers are so close. It, you know, well, first of all, you really shocked me by this number of 80%. Yeah, it shocked that, me when I found it out. I, I was like, really? Rich, you, I mean, for your listeners, I'm not married, but now I'm a little scared to, to even get into this. I mean, of course, I've had, I've had relationships in my family and with a lot of people. So I understand if we think about the correlation, the connection between this for me, it's, it goes back to speaking up. Mm -hmm. and self-awareness as a public speaker the first thing that we need to work on is mindset and knowing yourself your self-awareness and building that confidence that the strong personality and then when you are in marriage when you are building your relationships you've got to know yourself really well so that then you could know your your spouse well and that would give you confidence it would give you more poise and understanding what you want to say and then you would speak up so basically you would not just hold it back I see a lot of families don't communicate with each other because they're not they don't have this security like they, yeah. they're insecure and this insecurity comes from lack of self-awareness I think and lack of confidence lack of this inner drive and inner core and in both public speaking and relationships and any communication, that's what we need to work on. We need to, to understand who we are, believe in ourselves, believe in the goal. So if people believe in their marriage, then they will work on this and they will speak up. They will share their mind. Oh, when people don't talk, <laughs> then, then everything falls apart. Yeah, so the, a lot of the couple, actually all of the couples that I work with, I work with high conflict, people in high conflict, all the couples that I work with have really one way of communicating and that's, ah! right? Like that's all they have left. And, that, and they're actually, often they're afraid to communicate because they don't wanna have that kind of communication. So the communication is on really extreme, it's either not at all or very loud. They may go through periods where it's cordial sort of business communication, but that's not the same. Like public speaking is not doing business. You know, doing business is, okay, the kids need to be picked up, uh, that we someone needs to get food, the dogs need to be walked. That's not necessarily what we're talking about here. And so, you know, as I inferred, Na Natasha and I met in a Toastmasters group. Toastmasters is an international public speaking club where you can practice speaking publicly. And some, some of the skills that we learn in Toastmasters, I think actually relate very directly to having meaningful conversations, not business conversations, not explosive conversations or lack of communication with other people. And that would include the people that you live with. And though I know a little about this, Natasha, you're really the expert. Um, I'd love to know more about when we're going to address someone and we really wanna be heard, 
what are the qualities that we need to grow in ourselves in order to do that? Mm -hmm. Well, first of all, like I already said, is self-awareness. So understanding who you are as soon. And this also goes back to emotional intelligence. Oh, let's talk a little bit about self-awareness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because self-awareness is one part, is one fourth of emotional intelligence. And you need to develop that. So self-awareness, you've got to understand your strengths. You need to know what you are good at. You need to know uh, what you've achieved so that that builds your confidence. You need to understand your needs and your interests. And then as mm -hmm. soon as you are confident in this, then you can communicate it to another person. But mm -hmm. then also, if we step away from us and think about what makes public speaking effective, what makes every communication effective, and then as a result, relationship effective, it's shifting your focus to another person because yes first of all we've got to be self-aware so we need to know i need to know my own needs if i because if i only mm -hmm. serve the needs of another person and i forget myself eventually they will just come out and i'll explode and because they are still there i still well, have the communication needs. comes out in a way that the other person may have trouble receiving yeah like if it's a public speaker there are very few public speakers who get up there and do angry speeches and are successful. Adolf Hitler was very successful at that, but there, you know, the people have to be receptive to that energy. And, you know, probably in a married relationship, we're hoping that the other person is less receptive to that energy. Yeah, you mean like the audience or our yes. another person? Yeah, they're less receptive. So, so we need to be aware of the other person. And actually yeah. I'm super interested in, um, as you're talking, I'm thinking about self-awareness and I'm thinking about there's like an intuition, you know, when we speak in public, even on Zoom, there mm -hmm. is sort of an intuitive, there's an, un our unconscious mind is gauging the other person's reaction. And so I'd love to hear more about what's that connection to your sort of unconscious mind or your intuition and how does that, how do you connect that with the other person? Mm -hmm. Well, I try to develop my skills of reading people mm -hmm. <laughs> or of, of basically reading body language and maybe you've heard of joe navarro have you heard of joe navarro uh-huh yeah, so I just bought his book and I want to read uh, his second book too. It's about body language. It's how to read, how to understand. For the listeners, it's the ex uh, FBI expert on spies and body language. So he was interrogating a lot of or just questioning a lot of spies and he understands how to read people's body language and all those cues and he wrote several books and I mean he's retired right now so he teaches on this and I watched several of his videos so I was uh, inspired and I've been learning a lot on, on this that's why even on zoom when I train people or when I just have meetings or we have our even Toastmasters club I read people's reactions mm -hmm. and uh, like I said after we are self-aware after we understand ourselves then we shift focus on another person and then our communication should be focused on them we should try to meet their needs we should try to help them achieve their goal but for that we need to know it so it should be the awareness of of another person and you might know learn those needs beforehand or like you're saying you would be reading those cues during the conversation during the communication and that's where all these these little moments these uh, movements of lips or of nose you read the emotion on the face of a person mm -hmm. and for me i think i've got um, not great maybe but pretty good at reading this and then changing modifying my speech 
according to what I see on mm -hmm. a person's face or their body. Mm -hmm. So there's something that we want to communicate to the other person. And we may, sh we know what it is. We know where it is we want to get with them. And I think all couples understand this. There's an agenda of some kind. Mm -hmm. And so we're modifying the communication so that we can speak it in a way that they can receive it. So if we're talking to them and they start to go, oh, or maybe they're looking off or maybe their arms crossed, we know that we're not having the kind of connection we want to have with them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, exactly. Well, it's important to also know that specific person. And if we talk about marriages, then hopefully the married couple, they've, they've lived for some time, they mean they know and understand each other because well, actually, like for example very often married couples especially if they're in conflict they're very focused on their own agenda but less focused on can the other person receive it so that's got one of the things i love about what you're talking about here is in the work that i do with couples it's very much about developing re-establishing empathy re-establishing yeah, marriage yeah. started out with empathy and compassion but somehow mm -hmm. through conflict they've withdrawn and the trust levels are low Mm -hmm. So this piece of if you really want the other person to hear you, you need to pay attention to them instead of mm -hmm. talking to them like this. Well, you know, you didn't wash the dishes and that really pisses me off. Right. That, mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. ineffective communication. So yeah. what you're talking about, where you're paying attention to is the other person receiving it are, and how are they receiving it? Super, super important. Yeah. But also we need to keep in mind who they are as a personality. Mm. And if we didn't know them beforehand, we'll then learn. That's why I said, hopefully it's a marriage couple. So that's why they know why I'm saying this is because different cues, like even for example, have your arms crossed, like what you showed before, this could be read differently. And mostly the common interpretation is that the person is closed and covering themselves and they don't want to talk to it's me. It's a defensive posture, yeah. Yeah, defensive. But then it's like, by the way, that Joe Navarro, he was talking about this also, is that this is a protective posture the defensive yes but it just like soothing he calls it yeah. soothing covering that, your vital organs hugging yourself yeah yeah so it, it doesn't really mean that they are hostile it means that they 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 need to soothe themselves like they need they want to protect themselves because they're worried about something they are in pain they're hurting that's why for us like if it's for me for example i have the goal to resolve the conflict and i want to have good relationship with my spouse then i will open up and i will have the tone of voice i will have the the questions and i will have the communication in such a way that that person will open and get out of that posture so that they would feel protected and they will feel safe with me that would be my goal and i would think of how i can help them actually be more receptive in this situation yeah now for some couples the problem is that one person is very vocal and the other person is afraid to speak and one of the things mm -hmm. i love about public speaking is one of the things we learn in public speaking and i'm sure you teach this is how to speak out even if the audience doesn't appear receptive Right, like some, like I, I've noticed in in our Toastmasters group, uh, there's a path in in the education pathways, the education piece. There's actually we're actually a speech where you you give a speech to a hostile audience. They're like hecklers, and people in the audience are, take on heckler roles, right? And so the idea is, how do you how do you manage a hostile audience? And, and will you complete the speech regardless of what's going on in the room? Which I think actually has a lot of application to mm -hmm. marriage also. 
Yeah, yes. It's it's a really interesting experience when you have somebody hostile and it makes us, you need, we need to stay calm. We need to not respond to something super negative. We need to have wisdom and empathy and really feel sensitivity to how to respond to this. And all the situations are absolutely individual. And I think in marriage, it's the same. Like you have to Mm-hmm. sense it so when you are working with people how do you encourage them to deal with let's say there's somebody in the audience who's a heckler or a hostile or whatever how do you encourage them to handle that mm-hmm. well in public speaking it's a little different because when you present to the audience and there are more than one person then we can't spend too much time responding to this one person and then ignoring everybody else that's why i always say you respond to this person and tell them well let's talk after the after the presentation we can discuss this so that everybody else gets your attention too because sometimes they could completely hog you and and also spoil people's experience so by- what i'm hearing you say is you acknowledge them without engaging yes Yes. So you don't engage with that negativity. You don't respond to negativity. If they are negative, you, you could say, thank you for your, that is your opinion. I respect your opinion very much. Can please, let's talk after the presentation and I will share some of my thoughts with you. And so just, just not respond to it because this could create back and forth, back and forth. And I think this is actually, has a, even on a one-to-one basis has application. Uh, uh, for people who are who experience the other person as being domineering and interrupting a lot, if, if you took this same idea and said mm-hmm. to them, you know what, that's super important, and I really want to talk about that, but I really need to, I, I really need to express this. I need to express the whole idea first, and then we can talk about that later. You know, I think I think it ha- actually has application in one-to-one communications. I think very often what happens with the couples that I'm working with is one person is trying to communicate an authentic need. The other person perceives it as an attack of yeah. some kind. Yeah. And so they start, they become the heckler. And <laughs> if, it, you know, if, you're, if the person who has the authentic need can stay focused on, I really need to express this for myself, no matter mm-hmm. how they receive it. Now, mm-hmm. take mm-hmm. that tool that you're using with your people in public speaking and say, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what? I really hear that concern. And can, we, can I just finish this so we can talk, I'll talk to you afterwards. Or we yeah. want to finish this idea. We can talk about it some more. I think that that gives you the ability to to have the experience of speaking your mind, even if you don't feel completely heard. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, just sharing it could be powerful. But it is, also, it is yeah. often for the person who does not get to express themselves. Often, just saying it, even if it's not well received, is is a victory. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know, what's also really important. Well, I kind of said that at the beginning, but understanding the person, understanding the audience, we always speak about this, but also in marriages, why are they this way? Why was he negative or she negative when they, why are they hostile when they respond to this? There should be a reason behind it. And if I, it's good, yes, that I want to express myself and I, I need to say it right now, but well, why are they responding this way maybe if I understand it then we can get to the bottom of this I mean you as a coach you probably help them with that and and when both people (laughs) (laughs) yeah when both people understand each other then the conflict is resolved but usually that happens when everybody is thinking about their own needs and not about the needs of another person yeah is that right 
Uh, yeah, I'm loving this. I'm loving the parallels between it, it, public speaking and communicating on a very intimate level. And I think there, there's a reason for that. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think I want to, I think what I just want to say to the audience in general is, so if, if you feel like you're having trouble expressing your ideas in any venue, you know, it's worth it to explore public speaking. I actually have a client right now who six years ago left the man she had a child with, they weren't married. And it was, it, it is and was a very abusive relationship. And mm -hmm. she, she is actually a very effective corporate personality. So in the corporate environment, she is, feels empowered and expresses herself and deflects abuse very easily. But that's something she's worked up to in the six years since she left this guy. And now what she's coming for help with is how, is how do I, she take, she sees it. She sees the disparity. Like she stands for herself in the corporate environment, but not when it comes to her, to herself with her, for her, their, her child. Yes, but not herself. And so the, what she's come to work on is how do I take those skills and transfer them to my personal life? And so I, I would encourage listeners to think about if you're having problems communicating in your marriage, any kind of problems communicating in your marriage, you may want to think about first practicing in the public sphere, like through public speaking, through a coach or a Toastmasters group, because mm -hmm. the lessons that you're going to learn there are transferable. How we do one thing is how we do everything, is what yeah. coaches like to say. So that said, Nat Natasha, how can people find you? People can find me on social media, of course, Instagram and Facebook, but I would say just get on my website. It's natashabazilevich.com. <laughs> and that's Natasha is easy, but Bazilevich is like basil with a Z and then just I-V-Y-C-H. <laughs> E-L-I-V-Y-C-H. But I think that there will be the link, right? So if people get to my website, you can hang download. On. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Hold it. So I just, <laughs> I want to be clear. It's N A T A S. H-A-B-A-Z-I-L-E-V-Y-C-H.com. Yes, absolutely. And when they get there, what can they do? They can download the free video course, free public speaking video course. Mm -hmm. And that's my jam. And that's, you can also join my group there. Everything is there. You get on my page there, you will see uh, there's a free Facebook group, the community where people hang out and learn and definitely get to our Toastmasters club. <laughs> we'll be happy. Both Rich and I will be happy to see you there. Well, so we're going to do pitch for Toastmasters. So there's the, the Lexington Toastmasters group in New York City. Just, you know, if you Google it, I'm sure it comes right up. And I, I just want to make a personal pitch here, you know, as Preparing for this podcast interview, I've been thinking about, I've been a Toastmaster for a year and a half, almost two years. And I've been thinking about actually how being, a, working on my public, and I've had some private public speaking coaching as well. And I've been thinking about how it's influenced the way I speak in my marriage. And actually it, there is a direct correlation between the fear of public speaking going down and the willingness to speak about my own feelings going up. And this thing of, uh, my wife is a classic heckler, by the way. She's an attorney. She doesn't heckle, she's an attorney. And as an attorney, she's always dragging what they call, what we call a red herring out. I'll be talking about one thing and she'll say, well, what about da 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 And I have exactly used this technique that we were talking about. I said, you know what? I appreciate that da 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 is really important. Can I just please get to the, be complete with this and then we'll come back to da 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 Whereas in the past, I would go, 
well, let me tell you about you know, and I would lose the whole thread of what I was trying to say. So there, there are direct correlations and, and applications to public speaking and communication in a, in a, committed relationship let's call it yeah it's a skill it's a skill public speaking communication relationship you can develop this we learn how to build relationships it's not just something you're born with i'm going to be really worried if on your website you develop a whole relationship coaching so public speaking and relationship (laughs) coaching i'd be really maybe i i I promise you i won't develop a public speech speaking practice in my relationships but i will encourage people to come see you if they are having trouble expressing themselves because i actually authentically believe that there is a very intimate connection between the two. Yes. Natasha, the question, I can't believe how fast the time has gone. I know, me too. It goes very quickly. The question I ask everyone at the end of the podcast is, what is the legacy you want to leave behind? Oh, that's super easy. I'm starting to leave this legacy tomorrow. Tomorrow. I am starting to write my book. And this, this happened. Yes, it's a big deal for me because I had that dream for a long time, maybe since I was a child, I was writing stories and things when I studying when I was 10. But then a year ago, my coach asked me a question. If you had to live like one year or several months, what would you do? And that's when I thought, well, I would just finally write my book. And that's when I make, made a plan because I knew I couldn't start it till now. And now I'm starting. It was like July 2021 was a very clear plan. And that's what I'm leaving behind. It's going to be about me. It's going to be about public speaking and how running marathons are connected with public speaking and how people can become great uh, people who speak with power. Maybe I need to interview a marathon coach next Actually, you could seriously argue that training for a marathon is like preparing for a lifetime marital commitment. It's oh, actually yeah. a super interesting idea. Mm-hmm, and maybe, mm-hmm. Or maybe you come back next week and talk about marathons. <laughs> <laughs> yes, or some other time. Yeah, marathons are amazing too. Great connection with uh, relationships. I didn't get to talk with... about marathon running. I, didn't, I, I, had, I had forgotten that you do that. Yeah, I ran six marathons. So that's why I'm connecting um, marathon running with public speaking and sharing how how everybody, well, mostly I work with entrepreneurs, but of course anybody can get a book. And that's how you can speak with power in relationships, in uh, public. Yep. So typically you just for the audience, typically you work with entrepreneurs, what, you know, what size, where are they in their, in their process? Mm-hmm. Well, I, work, I also do corporate training. So I work with executives and entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs, mostly coaches and course creators who want to market, who already have their business and they want to market it through public speaking on mm-hmm. digital or physical stages, um, share when maybe they have a book and they want to speak. And I help them with that. Terrific. Well, I know a lot of people like that. Cool. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you. Uh, such a pleasure talking to you as always. Thank you, Rage. Absolute pleasure.